SoCal, Q-O-L. How we doing, guys and girls? It is Saturday, and before we go any further, please like, subscribe, and follow us at SoCalQOL on any and all social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Twitter. Twitter's a great place for you to ask questions, leave your comments and concerns about us and the podcast, and also don't forget to rate and review our podcast on the good old iTunes, I think Spotify does it, but you just, you know, leave some some stars, leave a couple lines, let us know what you think so other people can get value from it as well. But today is Social Saturday, and essentially social, what Social Saturday is, is those relationships that we build with other people in this world, in our job, in our family life, and how to not only cultivate good ones, but facilitate them, make sure that they stay good and you're always looking ahead and being optimistic and trying to see the the light at the end of the tunnel because sometimes people be crazy. And speaking of crazy, (laughs) today, I'm sure you've read the title, we're going to be talking about stalkers. Oh my gosh. Most of you are probably like, stalkers, are you serious? But you'd be very, very surprised at the type of people that even someone like me has been around to the point where people feel comfortable and they feel like they know you and they feel like, for whatever reason, they're connected to you in a way that you is that's like the farthest thing from your mind and also the farthest thing that you would ever want to have happen. And so, yes, we're going to talk about a few examples of stalkerness, stalkerness, and just what you can do about it because it, it becomes crazy. And it's, it's one of those scenarios where you go, how is this happening to me? What did I do to deserve this? all that good stuff. So as you know, there are people out there that end up having a natural connection with, for the most part, when it comes to this subject matter, celebrities, people in the limelight, could be a musician, could be a singer, could be an athlete, could be a famous, you know, celebrity on a show. It doesn't really matter where it is. You can get them anywhere. I mean, it could be the bus driver, really, you know, that, you know, or your mailman, or it could be anybody that you have this weird connection with. You see them, you're either physically attracted or you're just attracted to what they do, how they do it. And you could sit and watch them forever. Obviously, when you're on TV and other types of content like that, it's easier to sit there and binge watch somebody. That's basically why people, one, get those connections with that person, that character, but also, two, they're able to recreate it every day because they're able to consume it every day. And I guess we'll start with the example of what at least I've dealt with. So I've been able to have some type of limelight, we'll call it to where I've been on stage as a musician for years and years and years. And there have been people in the audience that have come to appreciate, I'll say, 
what I do and how I do it, I inevitably wouldn't necessarily reach out to those people. I wouldn't go out of my way to talk to them or discuss anything with them. For whatever reason, they just were able to see me every week or every month or whatever at whatever times that I was playing in the world, wherever I was. I could be in a church. I could have been at a concert. I could have been at a pub. Didn't really matter. The whole point was those people felt like they could go back and relive this type of, uh, I don't know, like story, storybook, storyboard, uh, story ending or not ending, but yeah, they, they just, they create a story in their head to where they're the, the damsel in distress or they're the king and you're the other person in the story and, and, and you're going to complete their story in real life and they're going to connect to that and they're going to basically hold that and hold it dear to their, to their, to their life or their heart. And one day though, the craziness comes full circle. And it ends up being revealed to the other person, the other person who's being stalked, the other person that's being either, I mean, it could be Facebook stalked, it could be regular real life stalked, whatever. But the whole point is that at some point, the person finds out either because that person then the the stalker ends up uh, interacting with them or someone else finds out that that person likes them or is doing whatever they're doing with them. So uh, let me see other examples. <laughs> so there could be examples like you get presents from them. You get you find how about this? You find social media about yourself when it comes to this person talking about you. It could be, you know, everything from drawings to to things that they've they've created somehow some other kind of content that they've created that has you to be involved in it somehow, even though you didn't ask to be involved in it. And it's, it it can be crazy. Um, I've, I've, I've had personally even like a Twitter account dedicated to me and to what I do and how I do it. And it's not so much fan based as it is an obsession because it's not like catered to me and my name. It's more so this person and they're literally talking about me every hour of the day, you know, 24 texts a day for a whole year. And to go back and read those things is a daunting scenario. And I wish it I don't wish it upon anybody um, getting gifts like money or random food or clothes is also a weird one because you feel really bad rejecting the gift. I mean, who wants to reject a gift ever unless you just absolutely hate it and it doesn't fit you or you want to, you know, trade it in to get something else. But to then specifically just reject a gift is another terrible scenario, which uh, I don't think anyone needs to have in their life. Uh, Then the last thing I could say is, you know, when you're when you're out and about in the real world and the person ends up interacting with you to make the obsession very apparent could be, you know, for me, it was obviously coming to see me every time I played at a certain place. But then there was even an instance where I was with a band and we were playing out of state and the person showed up and that was creepy as I'll get up. But 
I mean, yeah, this this shit is super real, guys. And you might not think it couldn't happen to you, but it's definitely happened to many, many, many non-celebrity, normal human beings in this world who don't really have a platform. They just are literally alive and it just happens and it's unfortunate. But the best thing that I did in to the my I should say my first initial reaction was to to put on a wedding ring, even though I wasn't even married. And that didn't really prevent the people that already had those types of obsessions, but it definitely, I think, deflected others from starting. Um, Once you actually interact, though, with someone of this caliber in your life, it's always, always good to to be apologetic, to be very on the offense, I guess. Is that the yeah, don't be defensive, just be very accommodating be very slow to speak and more so just let them process more so than deal with the reality. You know, the first thing is going to be denial. Like they're not in denial. They really have this connection with you and they really like you and you should really like them. And they're giving you gifts or they're showing up to, you know, where you are in real life and they're, they're also talking about you on social media. It's like, this is the best of every world, you know? But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it could be a disorder. It could be just loneliness. It could be, you know, you're a rebound or you're just something that they want to do during their day. But the worst thing you can do is provoke any type of aggression, provoke a defensive manner to where they want to physically make you feel like they love you in a way that's like, you know, trying to grab you, trying to touch you, trying to physically, you know, be maybe not intimate, but just physically get a hold of you. And you never want that. And I haven't ever had to, you know, have a restraining order on anybody, but I've definitely seen cases where people do have restraining orders. Mostly, I think it was from like ex-boyfriend, girlfriend kind of things. And it's crazy, too, because stuff can go wrong. People can get hurt. And even with those those restraining orders, you know, the police can't really do much at times. There really has to be more of a threat. I think now more than ever, I think they've come to terms with the fact that certain types of behavior, certain repetition of behavior is a cause for concern. And the police will actually act upon certain things quicker now because of so many bad cases and so many previous scenarios that have gone wrong. So the good thing is that there are there is there is help out there. So if you feel like you're in a position where you're in this scenario or one of these types of scenarios and and there's no one else you can go to, you've already talked to the person and they're just not budging and they they just won't stop. They're very persistent. They're always around. Then your best case scenario is to, you know, protect yourself. Make sure you do the the legal, the legality of it. You know, make sure to file complaints. And, and if you have to do a restraining order, if you have to get a lawyer, if you have to, you know, take legal action, you know, do it. Make sure, make sure you're, you're protected. The one thing that I ended up doing was I actually ended up deleting all my social media, which was crazy. And I actually regret it, but at the same time, I don't. It was just a season in my life where I was actually able to do that, but I wish I never had because I had to retrack all my steps, 
redo all the connections that I had made previously. And it actually, it was like a, you know, that one thing, that little phrase, you know, one person ruins it for everybody. That's kind of how I felt after the fact. And ironically, it was more than one person, but the whole point was, I wish I had kept those connections. I had kept my social media, maybe, you know, disabled it for a little bit. So it's just not, it's not always available for that other person to absorb. But if you're on any social media platform, a lot of times they can find the content. And so maybe that is your last bet is to just delete it all. But the other thing, too, that I did, which was super rogue and weird, is I actually got rid of my phone and I ended up literally not having a regular like smartphone. I had just like a like a little dial up, like not dial up, but I had a little, you know, flip phone. And then I would use like an iPad or an iPod touch as like my digital communicator. I just I just I was so I was so astonished at the the commitment that I saw other people have towards being in contact with me or getting a hold of me or coming and finding out where I was. And I just didn't want anything to do with that anymore, at least at the time. Now I'm reverting back to to my old ways, which was just living my life and putting out content and sharing things and, you know, doing things to help other people add value, all that good stuff. So but I I definitely would. I would jump the gun sooner now and kind of nip it in the bud if if I saw those tall tale signs of someone who was having overly affectionate or overly exerting interest in me and not making it very clear that, hey, you're just a fan or, hey, you're just a person that I know. There's there's nothing else past that, either because I have a spouse or because I just don't think of you that way. And I would be very clear about it. And I would try to say it as soon as possible versus waiting months or even years, because sometimes these things can build up like crazy unless you communicate it. And it's coming from the guy's perspective. You know, guys aren't the best at at communicating certain things. And we will let things ride for a long time, especially in the relationship side. So uh, in, in the social wellness side, we're not that good. I think women are better fit for for communicating their their feelings and emotions so and that's how they relate you know in certain scenarios and certain times and certain memories they connect emotionally than just visually or relationally so but yeah um after 15 minutes of talking about stalkers i think that's pretty much it and so if, if once again if you need help if you need to take legal action, do not be afraid to do so. And don't be afraid to ask others or talk to friends and family or superiors at a workplace. Whatever you got to do to feel safe is the important part. And as much as you want to care about the other person and be optimistic and be appreciative or just communicate lightly that you're not interested. Sometimes it doesn't work. And sometimes you just have to literally cut them off. And hopefully it doesn't mean you have to delete all your social media, just disable stuff. But yeah, we're living in a world now where everything is becoming available for everyone across the board. 
versus, you know, 20, even 20 years ago, you had to physically know the person to have this type of intimacy. But now we can literally just follow someone's Instagram account, follow their social media and have those connections. And it's, it's scary, but it's also a good thing because there's a lot of good people out there who just want to promote optimism and help others and, and do that kind of good. So let's not ruin it for everyone. All right. Woohoo. So thank you guys so much for listening. Appreciate it. Once again, always like subscribe and follow us YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and even Twitter, uh, at good old SoCal Q O L ask us questions, leave us comments and concerns. And if anything, rate and review this podcast, give us some stars and sentences, but we love y'all. We will see you later. Have a great rest of your weekend and later.